Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Shema Yisrael Adonai Lohenu Adonai Chad. In the name of Liberation Tabernacle Yah, I, Moray David Israel, greet you all with Shalom Shalom. Uh, I would like to give a shout out to... uh, my very good dear brother, uh, who is also one of the founders of Liberation Tabernacle Yah. I speak of no other than uh, Moray Aria Israel, who runs the YouTube page for Liberation Tabernacle Yah. Um, so um, tonight, I would like to start off saying um, I haven't done Liberation Tabernacle Yah. Um, I was away for a little while, um, went through some things and, um, like I said, spiritually and, um, like I said, uh, I had to step away from the ministry from a while, for a while, um, to get my head together. Um, yeah, I, I have problems and I admit I have problems, so, I had to step away from a little while, and um, me and Moray Ari, we kind of um, separated for a little while, you know. And that's my brother. I love that brother. We're back together, uh, like Donnie Hathaway and Roberta Flack had that song "Back Together Again." We're back together again, you know. Um, so I uh, love that brother. Uh, the brother's teaching hard. Brother had a um, uh, lecture yesterday, and uh, you can go check that out. Uh, the brother had a, a lecture yesterday, and he talked about uh, and he talked about a whole bunch of things. He touched on uh, about Paul. He spoke on the um, he. Sp- one of the lectures he did yesterday uh, was called They Want You to Reject Moses and All the Prophets, but you better not reject Paul's teachings. And so this brother went into how a lot of, uh, how a lot of you know, a lot of our people, you know, especially who call themselves Hebrews, you know, especially Messianics, a lot of them love to, you know, they love to push Paul, who was a false prophet. Half of the New Testament is written by Paul, who was this European Roman Gentile. So, you know, we have Israelite brothers and sisters who are, out here pushing a lot of this messianic doctrine that was written by a Roman uh, false prophet by the name of Apostle Paul. And so 
Moray Ariah, he spoke on that on his YouTube, on the YouTube page. So go and check that out. Go check that out. Because like I said, man, that brother be going in on Paul and a lot of these messianic camps that want to push their bullshit. And that's what it is. <laughs> so, like I said, a lot of y'all, your Hawashians, uh, I call y'all instead of Israelites, Paulites. Y'all Paulites. Y'all ain't no Israelite. Y'all Paulites. And so, brother, go deep into that. So, um, go check that video out. <laughs> he said, y'all believe in Yah, Howard, Paul, and Yahavashah. <laughs> he said, that's y'all trinity. That shit had me cracking up. I was listening to that. I said, this shit so true. <laughs> y'all sound just like Frederick Casey Price. Hell, matter of fact, Frederick Casey Price had more knowledge on the Bible than half of y'all messianic camps. I hate to say it like that, but it, it, it's just the truth. Shoot, uh, I'd rather listen to damn Les Feldick and um, fucking Max Lucado. Shit, they got more knowledge than half of y'all messianic camps. There ain't no difference. So I, I'm just putting that out there, you know. Yeah, hell is what it is. It is what it is. Y'all don't like it. So be it. <laughs> so be it. Because, hell, when we listen to Gather Christ Church and IUIC and ISUPK, that's all y'all talk about. Well, Paul said this. Paul said that y'all always quoting Ephesians. Y'all always quoting 1 Corinthians. You always quoting all these books written by Europeans, but then y'all hate Europeans. Y'all always say, well, oh, Esau's the devil. Well, if that's the case, then why the hell y'all keep quoting down uh, the New Testament? Half of that's written by Europeans. And matter of fact, not to get deep in, off into what I'm going to talk about tonight. Um, I, I'm I'm going to just bring out something out of a, a book that I bought that was one of the books I love called The Bible Overview. And it's by Rose Publication. And it pretty much breaks down half the chapters and the verses and everything about who wrote a lot of these books. Uh, right here. I'm gonna I'm just show y'all something. Cause some y'all might know. Some y'all might not know. <laughs> Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. Uh, it says the the purpose the apostle Paul wrote to believers in Ephesus. Come on now, man. What the hell? So, Ephesus is pretty much in Europe. But y'all hate Europeans. Galatians. Um, the author of Galatians is the Apostle Paul. Yeah, I've heard plenty of y'all um, pretty much read out of Galatians. Um, and this book makes it simple, too. Uh, the 
2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. The author of 2 Corinthians is the Apostle Paul. The fuck, my Lord. So all these books, the Lord ain't write none of these books that y'all reading out of. And, and I'm being serious with y'all. This is the Bible overview book. The book of Romans says the... Um, it's a pistol to the Romans. It's Paul's most theological and complex letter. Letter has at least three important purposes. Oh my Lord. So this book is um pretty much written by Paul. All these books is written by Paul. Matter of fact, and I know another book which y'all love to talk about all the time. Um Revelations. And I'm going to go into this Bible overview because it pretty much break down where a lot of these books was written at. So, Revelations. The book of Revelation. Let's see who wrote the book of Revelation. The book of uh, Revelations is... Uh, it says... Because y'all love to talk about the book of Re Revelations... And y'all love to talk about what's going to happen at the end of the world. I know a lot of y'all niggas get hooked on what's going to happen at the end of the world. Y'all ain't talking about that mark of the beast. And y'all always talking about how uh, the it said that they ain't the real Jews. I know y'all go to that Revelations 2 and 9. Y'all talk about over Jesus had Willie Heron. Y'all talk all that crap. Y'all messianic camps. But uh, let's see who wrote the book of Revelations, which y'all love to quote so much. According to the Bible overview, it says, it says, uh, it says the book of Revelations is a, a apocalyptic literature. The book of Revelation is unique in the New Testament. It is written in a pop apocalyptic style. Apocalyptic is a word derived from a Greek word meaning to unveil, to uncover. Apocalyptic is a type of literature that reveals God's plan that had been hidden to humanity. The message is conveyed through signs, symbols, and dreams and visions. So pretty much this is pretty much this is pretty much, um, so this is pretty much a, a book, uh, which is, comes from a Greek word, apocalyptic. So y'all hate Greeks and Europeans, but then y'all reading out of a book that is written by Greeks, uh, written in a Greek language. Hey, that's just what it says. So let's see. Um, let's see uh, something. Uh, something I wanted to read in this book. Uh, it says, uh, according to the Bible overview, uh, the um, it says the date. It says the background. Um, it says John received the revelation from Jesus. And uh, Revelations 1 through 2 identify who this 
John was. However, it is not a simple task. An early tradition identified John with beloved apostle, the author of Gospel of John and the three letters of John. However, making a definite identification is difficult because the author did not write any details about himself in the book of Revelations, which, like I said, pretty much was a book written by John and John tell you about the end of the world and all this stuff. But um, that's something I want to read. Something. I'm, I'm going to go down. Um, I'm, I'm going to go down here to something um, um, in this Bible overview book. Uh, when it goes down from the background, it goes down to the date. It says the content of the book suggests that the book was written during the time of severe persecutions against Christians. Scholars have identified two possible periods when Christians suffered persecution under the Roman government. During the reign of the Emperor Nero and the reign of Imperial Domitian A.D. 8196, those arguing for earlier date based their suggestion on some ancient version of the book of Revelation that mentioned Nero's name. The severe persecution of believers during his reign and lack of reference in the book about destruction of the temple which occurred after Nero's Reign in A.D. 70. It says, however, most scholars believe the later date is more likely correct. Significant testimony from earlier church fathers reports that John wrote the book during the reign of Domitian. An important argument for this date is what scholars call emperor worship. Emperor worship was practiced since the time of Emperor Augustus. The, he ruled in Rome from 27 BC and AD 14. However, it was Emperor Domitian who required that he be addressed as Dominus as Deuce, Lord and God. Although there is little evidence of severe persecution of, of Christians during Dominic Domitian's reign, persecution increased steadily until it became terrible in a short time. Many scholars prefer late later date during Emperor Domitian's reign somewhere around A.D. 90-96. So the reason why I, start, I went into this is because is because, you know, um, the reason why I went, went into this and going into the background of the the New Testament, and especially 
the books written by these Greeks and Romans is because is because when we're when you get into the New Testament, which the Moray was talking about, a lot of people follow Paul and the Romans is because the background of these books is books and letters written to Christian churches. Follow me. So when you Messianic Israelite camps get into, you know, who these books are written for, y'all read Revelation, y'all the mark of the beast, the end of the world, and oh, look what happened. Look what's happening. Look, look, you know, look what's happening. Y'all get it too. Oh, look what's happening. Oh, it's the end of the world, 666. Y'all talk all this foolishness. Uh, they had a book called the uh, Behold a White Horse, which I read that book years ago. It was it was good book, good read. But like I said, when you're getting into the New Testament and who that was geared towards, y'all hate Christians. But then y'all say, well, Yahavashai, y'all claim black Jesus. Y'all read out of these books, and these books was written to Christian churches. So when you're reading New Testament letters written by Paul, and y'all quote it like it's something good, like it's going to inspire you to do something good, Look who that is geared towards. That's geared towards Christians. So by you all saying that y'all are uh, Hebrews that believe in Jesus and Yahavashah, guess what you're calling yourself? A Christian. You are calling yourself the same thing that the people who you say oppressed you for over 400 years, who indoctrinated you and they messed you up. You are reading stuff for them. So this is why I say I will never, I don't care what it is, I will never let you all indoctrinate me with this stuff. I will never let that happen. As long as I got a, a Jew bone in my body, a Hebrew Judahite bone in my body, you are not going to teach me this stuff. And for those brothers and sisters who comment on Liberation Tabernacle Yah YouTube page, guess what? Y'all were y'all wrong. No, no, no. Nigga, you're wrong. The fact that you're a Jew, Jew, you are a Hebrew, you are uh, 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 of of the original line of uh, of Yah, and you want to push missionary work of Christians to non-Christians, people who don't believe in that 
shows how how slave tired and bound you are. And I will not let you all do that. And neither is Moray Ari Israel. Neither is him. He's not going to let you push Paul and all these letters written in churches to us. We don't want your church letters. <laughs> we don't want y'all church letters. <laughs> y'all niggas write these damn, y'all might well go ahead and write, go join the Jehovah's Witness and, and, uh, uh, and push Charles Taze Russell's bullshit because it's the same thing. Y'all sitting on the corner of the ranch screaming, hollering, just like the Jehovah's Witness. Shit. <laughs> Same thing. Same thing. So let us go to the Bible overview book that I'm reading out of. It has a thing about the audience of Revelations. So y'all want to talk about the, the end of the world. Let's see who John was wanted his primary audience to be. It's just the author of Revelations, the audience, the author wrote primarily for the seven churches addressed in chapters two and three. Since these churches were located by widely traveled roads that connected them, the book of Revelations was meant to be a circular letter. A messenger would read the letter to Christians in one part, then take it to another place to read it to the believers there, and so on. However, the book of Revelations deals with essential issues for all believers. In the sense, the seven churches stand to represent all believers in all parts of the world and throughout time. So pretty much, you know, the uh, New Testament revelations, which y'all said the end of the world, um, is pretty much, you know, a book pretty much giving you, you know, stuff about the end of the world. But what world was it the end of? It was the end of the uh, ruling of Christianity. Because what you all don't uh, realize is after Revelations is done, there's no other books. Believe it or not, there's no other books. After Revelations was was put together, that was it. After Revelations was was um after Revelations was uh was written, you know, that was the it for the Christian world, really. That was it. That was supposed to be an it. So when you're looking at groups like the Knights Templars and the Templars, um, these groups pretty much was fighting to preserve what was left of Christianity. That's all they was doing. 
they only had small groups like that and, um, and who was fighting for them. So the new fighters for Christianity becomes people who came about cults like Jehovah's Witness, the uh, Messianic uh, 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 Israelites, like a lot of y'all niggas are who are pretty much just Christians. So that's all that was left to stand on the Jesus stuff. So um, I'm going to go into something because when I see Israelites who fight for uh, who fight for um, who um, who fight for Yahweh, Jesus, and Yeshua? Y'all have to look at something. When you're looking at uh, when y'all looking at fighting for Yeshua, Yahweh or Jesus, there's a reason why I don't, one of the reasons why I don't follow Yahweh, why I don't follow the New Testament, why I don't follow Paul and none of the letters, there's a reason why Liberation Tabernacle, Yah, don't push for the Messianic doctrine. One of the, re the other reasons why not only is it pretty much contradiction to uh, Israel or Hebrews or Jews, but this man that you call Yahushua, Jesus Christ, if you really read the New Testament, and you really read the New Testament, he don't know who he is. You don't know. He don't know. <laughs> and neither do y'all. He don't know. Some y'all, y'all, some y'all just don't know, and he don't know who he is. And there's plenty of contradictions in there. So I'm gonna I'm read something to you all. I'm gonna go to John. Uh, because some of y'all say that Jesus, uh, Yahweh got more power than Yahweh, which is blasphemy. Some of y'all say that yeah, he is uh, the second coming of God, which if God is the creator and he's here, how is he having the second coming? That means the first coming of God had to die. If there was no God and he died, that means that, that God ain't have no power, is what you all are trying to say. But that's not true, because God is all powerful and all wise. So let's go uh, to John 10 and 13. Now, nah, John 10 and 30. Okay, I'm going to show y'all something. Uh, John 10 and 30. 
John 10 and 30. It says, uh, and this is Jesus. <laughs> this is Jesus right here. It says, John 10 and 30. I and my father are one. So this is Jesus saying that him and uh, God is one. He's pretty much saying him and God is one. Um, <laughs> which is what a lot of Hebrews, they love to, you know, they love to uh, push this Yahawashah cook. Got a uh, second uh, Corinthians. Let's go to uh, second uh, Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Cause y'all, Yahushai. A lot of this stuff that he was claiming and y'all are claiming, he pretty much was self-proclaiming it himself. And God didn't say that. He said that. Second uh, Corinthians 4 and 4. Let's see. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. It says, And whom, and whom, the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Uh, so Jesus pretty much said that he is God in John 10 and 30. Now, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, he said he is the image of God. <laughs> now, is he God or is he the image of God? Let's, let's go to Acts uh, 2 and 22. <laughs> I don't care. The rabbi going to get y'all in trouble tonight. Now, I know... Y'all going to go back to y'all camps and they going to cuss y'all out because y'all going to play this and the rabbi going to get a lot of y'all in trouble and I don't care. I really don't care. Y'all need to get in trouble. Ask questions. Ask questions. I want y'all to ask y'all leaders questions because they need to be questioned. Acts 2 and 22, it says... Yea, men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye also know. So, John 10 and 30, it says, Jesus is God. He said he was God. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, which I just read, say Jesus said he was he is the image of what God is supposed to be. Acts 2 and 22, Jesus was a man approved by God. So if 
Jesus Yahweh is a man approved by God, but he said his God is he self proclaiming himself to be God, or is he God? Because if God is the God of the world and he's the creator, he is the one who made all things, then if, if, if he knows who he is, why would he want to make y'all aware? A man who has power don't have to show his damn power. He don't. A man who has real power don't show what kind of power he has. And he don't tell you his titles. Because if, if he has uh, uh, the, the hand of, of power, he's just going to show you his hand. And that's going to be it. But the fact that Jesus had to tell you that he is a man of God, he had to let you know, he, Jesus ain't had no damn power. He had three different, he said he is God. He said he has an image of a God. It's, uh, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. And in Acts 2 and 22, he said he was a man approved by God. So which one is it? So y'all wonder why we don't follow Yahawashai. You wonder why we don't follow Jesus. Because the Jesus and Yahawashai culture is trash. Is trash. He don't know what the hell he want to be. Jesus ain't no different than Dr. Malachi C. York. <laughs> Jesus ain't no different than the damn uh, Farad Muhammad. He ain't no damn difference. He don't know he he's saying he got his God. He say he is a man approved by God. And then he don't know which one is it, Jesus? Shit. Now I ain't wanna hear nothing Jesus gotta say. Yeah, might as well go ahead and join the New Wabians and be a damn uh 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 be a Dr. York follower, cause it's the same thing as being a Jesus follower, about the same thing. Shit, when that nigga said he was Rabboni Yeshua, shit, he might he might have been Jesus. Shit, when Farad Muhammad said he was God in person in 1930, he might have been God in person. There ain't no damn difference. When Father Divine had said he was divine of uh, a uh, revealer of Christ, he might have been. Shit. Marvin Muhammad, a new nation of Islam. He said he the son of man. He might be. Because Jesus said the same thing. Shit. So that's why I said I, it, Jesus is a damn cult leader. <laughs> he ain't no, he's a cult leader. He's a cult leader. That's all he is. He ain't no different in nature, boy. Talking about he three God. About the same thing. <laughs> About the same thing. So let, let's see something else, because like I said, this is leading you nowhere. The cult leader, Jesus, is no different than 
the Rockadushies on the show Ruthless by Tyler Perry. It's no different. The highest him is about the same person. It's about the same person. Jesus is a cult leader. That's all he is. So, uh, let's see, uh, John 6, 6, let's go to John the 6th chapter. Let's go to John the 6th, 6th chapter. Uh, Cause there's something interesting I I, I I want to put out there for y'all. I want y'all to study this stuff, man. I want y'all to study this stuff. The, the rabbi been gone for a long time. The rabbi, the moray, he been gone for a little while. But guess what? He is back. He's coming back. <laughs> and like he said he would... I know that everything is going to be all right. He's coming back. <laughs> like he said he would. The more coming back. And like I said I would. <laughs> on, John 6, chapter the 69th verse. It says... And uh, we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the son of the living God. So Jesus is pretty much saying he is the son of God. Now, how the hell is he, when we, when I read earlier, uh, John 10 and 30, Jesus said he is God. But then John 6, chapter the 69th verse, he said he is the son of God. So which one is this nigga? Is he, is he God or the son of God? See, that's why I say you cannot believe the words written by man. But Paul wrote this shit, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. See, he screwed up. He screwed up. He screwed up. He screwed all the way up because he had so many contradictions. So the fact that y'all take these books serious, it's a joke. It's a joke. Let's go to John, the 20th chapter, 31st verse. John, the 20th chapter, let's go to the 31st verse. John, the 20th chapter, right on down to the 31st verse. It says, but these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. <laughs> so Jesus is saying again that he is the Son of God. So you can't be the Son of God and be God at the same time. So what did God impregnate himself and make uh, uh, another God? Is that what he did? 
Because if that's what y'all saying, if y'all say Jesus is God, then it said that Jesus is the Son of God, then guess what? Y'all are saying that, G that God impregnated himself and made a baby a boy that <laughs> y'all making y'all making God look like he is a hermaphrodite or something like he impregnated himself and he made a baby. The same thing that they say that that, that what what say the Virgin Mary had a baby. How can a virgin have a baby? In order for somebody, a person to have a baby, they must have sex with somebody. So if Jesus is God, but then now he's the son of God, who did God have sex with to have Jesus? <laughs> Are y'all saying somebody impregnated God that have, for him to have had Jesus? Is that what y'all trying to say? Uh, is, that, is that what y'all trying to say? Are y'all trying to say that God had a womb and somebody impregnated him and he had this dude named Jesus? Because it ain't possible to you be the son of God and then you being, uh, you being uh, 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 a God. You being the creator, but then you're created by somebody else? <laughs> I want to know Jesus' birthday. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. Uh, you can't be the same age as your damn parents. If anybody, because if Jesus is saying he is God, and then he's saying he was birthed by God, guess what he's saying? Him and his father had the same birth date, the same birth year. They would have had the same birth year, same birth date. You know, that's not possible. None of y'all have the same birth date and the same birth year as your damn parents. None of y'all do. <laughs> None of y'all do. None of y'all do. <laughs> and so the fact that your God, Jesus, had the same birth date and the same birth year as his, as his father, who he says is God, which is him, something wrong with this nigga. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. Shit. <laughs> My mind telling me no. But my body, my body is telling me, yeah, I don't want to hurt no 
nobody. But this is something I must confess. I don't see nothing wrong. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> okay, let me go on here because Jesus don't know who he is. He don't know who he is. Let's go to Matthews 18 and 11. <laughs> Matthews 18 and 11. Matthews 18 and 11 says, For the Son of Man is come to save that which is lost. Now he is the Son of Man. So Jesus said before in John 6, chapter round down to 6, 9th verse, that he is the Son of God. Then he said, John, the 20th chapter, round down to the 31st verse, he said that he is the son of God again. And now when I read Matthew's 18th chapter, right on down to the 11th verse, he said he is the son of man. So which one is it? Are you the, are you the God? which you said in uh, John uh, 10 and 30, are you the son of God, which you said in John 6, chapter 6, verse, or like you said in Matthew 18 and 11, is you the son of man? Which one is this Jesus? Y'all niggas don't know who he is. Y'all just don't know. So this is one of the reasons why we don't believe in preserving the heritage of Yahweh Jesus is because he don't know who he is. He is a cult leader that don't know who the don't know what to fucking teach. He don't know, and this is plain confusion. Let's go to uh, let, let's go to uh Columbus said, man, I'm 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 kinda tired of this shit. All the Jesus stuff we shouldn't preserve the heritage of Jesus. You should not preserve Jesus because he don't know. And some of y'all got to figure out which one to preserve. Because he don't, following a man like Jesus is getting you nowhere. He don't know. And like I said, and this is stuff written by Christians. This is stuff written for uh, written for Greeks who had no direction. This is not for Israelites. 
This is not our culture to preserve Jesus. It is not. Let me, let me get y'all something. I'm, I'm going to get y'all something because I'm going to show y'all something. It's something called the Knights Templar. According to Wikipedia, it said the poor fellow soldiers of Christ in the Temple of Solomon, mainly known as the Knights Templar, was a military order of the Catholic faith and one of the wealthiest and most popular military orders in Western Christianity. They were founded in 11,019, headquartered on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, existed for nearly two centuries during the Middle Ages. So... So when we're looking at the nice Templars, and we're looking at, uh, we're looking at what they stood for. They were no different than modern-day Messianic Hebrew Israelites and Christian churches which is a cult, it's no damn different. It's no damn difference. It's the same shit. They're pretty much fought for Christ Jesus, and you all are fighting for the rights for Jesus Christ. Oh, you have a shot, pretty much. Same thing. So when we're looking at military orders for Christianity, this was one of the biggest ones, the Knights Templars. So it's the same thing. Same thing. Uh, let's see. According to Wikipedia, officially endorsed by the Roman Catholic Church by such decrees as the Papel Bull Omni Datum Opnip optimum of Pope Innocent II. The Knights Templars became a favorite charity charity throughout Christendom and grew rapidly in membership and power. The Templar Knights in their distinctive white mantles with a red cross were among the most skilled fighting units of the Crusades. They were prominent in Christian finance, non-combatant members of the order who made up as much as 90% of their members, managed a large economic infrastructure throughout Christendom. They developed an innovative financial techniques that were an early form of banking. 
building a network of nearly 1,000 commanderies and fortifications across Europe and the Holy Land, and arguably forming one of the world's earliest multinational corporations. The Templars were closely tied to the Crusades as they became unable to secure their holdings in the Holy Land. Supports for the order faded. Rumors about the Templars' secret initiation ceremony created distrust in King Philip V of France. While being deeply in debt to the order used this distrust to take advantage of the situation. In 1307, he pressured Pope Clement V to have many of the order's members in France arrested, tortured into giving false confessions, and then buried at the stake under further pressure. Pope Clement VI disbanded the order in 1312. The abrupt disappearance of a major part of medieval European infrastructure gave rise to speculation and legends which have kept the Templar name alive in the present day. So pretty much this is this was the order that was put together by Romans and Europeans to preserve Christianity. This is what you all are doing. As Messianic Hebrews, you all are uh, preserving Christianity by believing in Yahavashah. By believing in Yeshua, that's what you all are doing. Same thing when you all preserve the Paul doctrine. You all are preserving Christianity, which Paul had his own Christianity too. But that's another subject. I'm going to let the Moray Ari Israel go deep into that because he loves talking about the Paul doctrine. I ain't going to take that away from him because he's real big into that. He will break all y'all down about Paul. He sure will. I'll give him that. That's one thing I'll give him. He got a whole damn library. He buy books about Paul. He he know all that shit. He don't care what y'all say. He'll tell it to you. He loves telling y'all about who y'all are with that Paul doctrine. Because that's what y'all have. Y'all have a Paul doctrine. Paul had his own form of Christianity. He had his own form of of uh, all of that shit. So, yeah, that's what he had. And that's what y'all are preaching. And that's what y'all are teaching. Y'all are teaching uh, a, a religion taught by Paul and taught by Europeans. Okay. Y'all are pushing Roman Catholicism mixed with Israelite culture. And like I said, it's wrong. You cannot mix that together. So, um, like I said, um, 
There's something I'm going to read into the last thing on Wikipedia. I'm going to read into uh, about a guy named Jacques D. Molay. Uh, it's also spelled Molay. Uh, he was a 23rd and the last grandmaster of the Knights Templar, leading the order sometime before 20th of April 1292 until it was dissolved by order of Pope Clement V in 1312. Through little is known of his actual life, Indeed, except for his last year as a grandmaster, he is one of the best known Templars. So, so I just want to show y'all this was the last grandmaster of the Templars. Uh, some of y'all might can uh, read that um, about read more about him, but I just want to put that up there to show you who was the last leader of the Templars. Uh, Christianity uh, order, which y'all love and preach so much. So um, I just want to put that out there. Uh, <clears throat> so that's where y'all Christianity orders is was first formed by, by the Knights Templars. And another thing I'm going to put out there, y'all talk so much shit about you know, racism and all that, especially y'all Messianic Hebrew Israelite camps. But y'all pushing Jesus Christ and Yahweh Shines, something I want to put to y'all. For you all who love your Yahweh Shine, all this, think about this. Y'all talk about how black people was lynched and all that stuff back in the day. In the 1800s, y'all talk about how wrong it was. But y'all realize when y'all reading the New Testament, y'all say Jesus was black and he died on the cross and got killed on the cross. Y'all realize the Jesus story, the black Jesus story is no different than the black man getting lynched on the cross. And the same people who killed black Jesus is the same it wore the same outfit as the KKK. I don't know if y'all realize that or not, but when y'all look up the Knights Templars, look it up. Their whole outfit has the cross on it and the same Christian cross is the same uh, uh, thing that the KKK used to wear. It's the same outfit. So when we're looking at the Templars, the Knights Templars, who was the order that was put together by uh, the world to push Christianity in the Messianic age, you all are pretty much leading and following the path of the KKK. It's the same thing. So Messianics... Hebrews are no different than, like I said, the KKK, y'all got the same religion, y'all got the same outlook on life. The Knights Templars had the same outlook, the same look, it's the same thing. 
So don't let these people fool you with all that Christianity because it's trash. The Messianic Israelites Christianity. It's all it is. And so I refuse to push that at Liberation Tabernacle Yah. We refuse to push the Messianic because it's, it's death to us by doing that. It's against the commandments too. So I'm going to put some out there. I'm going to uh, go to a scripture. Uh, uh, Cause when I go into the Torah, when I go into the Torah, and I look into the Torah, it says, "Let's see." It goes to Exodus fourteen and fourteen. Exodus 14, 14. Let's go into it. Exodus 14, 14. It says in the Torah, Hashem shall make war for you, and you shall remain silent. So Yah Elohim wants you to fight for him. He don't want you to fight for Jesus. He didn't say nothing about fighting for Jesus at all. He said, fight for him. He said he'll make a way for you to fight for him, Yah Elohim. So that is in your heritage to fight for Yah Elohim. That is where the success is going to come when you fight for Yah by himself. When we're looking in Deuteronomy 6 and 4, it says, Shema Yisrael, Hear, O Israel, Lord, our God is one. When Yah said he was one, he meant by himself. He only meant he was by himself, the oneness of Yah. That's who you fight for is for Yah. Not for Jesus. Not for no Yahavashah. Not for no Yeshua. Not for no Messianic. But fight for Yah. It make more sense to fight for Yah. Let's go to, because uh, when we're reading the uh, Torah, the Tanakh, which is our heritage. Let's go to Exodus, the 20th chapter, the fourth verse. Exodus, the 20th chapter. It says, God, God, in Exodus 21, it says, And God or Yah spoke all these statements, saying, I am Hashem your God, who has taken you out of the land of Egypt from the house of slavery. So Yah took us up out of Egypt. He took us up out of, of, of slavery. He took us up out of Africa. He and, and, and this is what he has put for us in our way of life, in our culture. He has taken us from that. He did not keep us in slavery. Something that me and Moray Rei Israel has been stressing for years. We are not cursed. 
We hear Israelites all the time. We're cursed. We're cursed. Now, all this shit. We're not fucking cursed. As long as we follow the law, statutes, commandments, we are not under no damn curse. We are under Yah, and Yah will fight for us. He don't, Yah don't deal with curses. The devil deal with curses. So the fact that you all are still saying y'all are cursed, meaning you are saying that you don't have no connection with Yah. A person who has connection with Yah, the Elohim of the world, is going to be powerful. Long as you have the law, statute, commandments, you follow him, you are going to be successful. So you all have to put it in your head that you all are successful. In order to be successful, you have to think success. You have to think on a higher level and a higher higher mindset or a bigger mindset. You cannot believe that you are under a a slave master. If you believe that you are cursed and you believe you are under slave master, guess what? You're going to stay a damn slave. But the moment that you're saying that I'm with Yah Elohim and I'm going to follow his commandments is the moment that the chains of the master breaks off of you and you become the Yah that Yah wants you to be, which is his servant, his, his, uh, his, uh, child. And when you're Yah's child, you can do anything you want. And that's what, uh, uh, being free is. That's what being a, a, a commandment follower, that's what being a Torah follower means is to be free, to not be a slave. And one thing that they don't tell you is this when that you not all black people stayed on the plantation. You have people like Nat Turner, people like Harriet Tubman, who believed in Torah, and you wonder how they became free. They became free by following God Elohim and his commandments. When you hear about Harriet Tubman, what you don't hear about is that she followed Tanakh. That's what y'all don't hear about. When y'all hear about Nat Turner, y'all don't hear about the fact that he followed Tanakh. That's what gave them the inspiration to break free from the yokes and the damn chains and which was placed on them. That's right. That's what y'all don't hear about. That's why they call her Tubman Grandma Moses, because she got inspiration by the prophet Moses, who was one of the greatest civil rights leaders out there. Moses was better than Malcolm X. He was better than Martin Luther King. He was better than than uh uh uh. He was better than all of these damn leaders out here. He was better than that stinking perm wearing Farrakhan. He was better than Elijah Muhammad. Moses was better than uh Huey P. Newton. He was better than all them niggas that you hear about. And he was damn better than damn Jesus, who was a fake person.
And so Moses was following Yah. And that's how Moses was able to help the children of Israel to get up out of Egypt because he started following the words of Yah Elohim. Whew. I don't think y'all hear me tonight. The, the, the Moray is preaching tonight. Hey, I'm going to have to tell y'all this is what's going to get y'all free is following y'all. So I'm going to hurry up and wrap this up. It says, for, so you shall not recognize the gods of others in my presence. So you should not recognize Jesus. You shouldn't recognize Yahweh You should not recognize no other uh, uh, gods, no Elijah Muhammad, no Malcolm X, no Farrakhan's. Only recognize Yah. That's the only person you need to recognize. It's in the commandments. It says, you should not make yourselves a carved image nor any likeness of that which is in the heavens above or in on the earth below or in the water beneath the earth so no baptism all that getting baptized and the name of this nigga named jesus no none of that shit it's all about yah that's all it is that's where the real cleansing starts at is by you following the commandments. And so it's no idol worshiping. Let go of your idols. Let go of Jesus. The only heritage that's for you is the heritage of Yah. It's the heritage of the commandments. That is what your heritage consists of. That's what you inherited is the law, statute, commandments. That's what you got to follow. And that's what is in your blood is the commandments of Yah. So right here it says, Deuteronomy 28 and 1, it shall be that if you hearken to the voice of Hashem, your God, to perform all his commandments that I command you this day, that Hashem, your God, will make you supreme over all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. And you, if you hearken to the voice of Hashem, Yah, so hearken to Yah Elohim, hearken to him. Don't hearken to no damn Paul. When you reading the New Testament, this is something I want to bring out to y'all. <laughs> this is something that I want to bring up to y'all. Because y'all messianics. This is something I want y'all to see. Go to, when y'all New Testament messianic uh, camps, <laughs> I want y'all to, to see something. I want y'all to read Ephesians 6 and 1. I, I want y'all to read something. Cause, cause that, that's something that the Moray wants y'all to see. Because <laughs> y'all always talking about being in captivity. 
want y'all to see something. And this is before, like, in the words of a uh, 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 black street, before I let go, I want y'all to see something. Ephesians 6 and 1. I, I want y'all, because th this is something that I want y'all to see. When you go on Ephesians 6 and 1, it says, right here, it says, Ephesians 6 and 1, Slaves, please obey your earthly masters. Ephesians 6 and 5, it says again, Servants or slaves, please be obedient to them that are your masters. According to the flesh, with fear and trembling in the singleness of your heart as unto Christ. The fact that they want you, this is in the New Testament, the, the obey masters. Now, in the Old Testament, God did not tell you to obey no masters. This is only in the New Testament. So the fact that, that you know, Paul wanted you to obey a master goes to show that Christianity is a slave master's way of, of dealing with, with each other. Let, let me read you something. This, according to the Bible overview book that I pulled out earlier this is the Ephesians and all that was books and letters written to Paul's friends who owned slaves let's go uh, page 239 from the Bible overview book which I was reading earlier the purpose of the book of Titus and Ephesians and all this this is the purpose of it according to this book it says, Paul wrote this letter to Titus to encourage him as the pastor of the churches of Crete to appoint responsible elders in the midst of false teachings and immoral behavior and instructing them proper doctrine. Paul also instructs Titus to meet him in Nicopolis in Greece, the city from where Paul is writing this letter. Now, just think about this. Paul was writing to a man named Titus. Titus destroyed Jerusalem in 70 AD. Paul, one of his friends was a slave master named Titus, a person who destroyed Israel. So the fact that Paul was friends with people who was destroying the homeland of Israel, which God appointed for us, something wrong with that shit. There is something wrong with that religion. Now, this is another person that Paul was friends with, uh, which is a book that y'all don't talk about in Messianic camps. According to the Bible overview, the book of Philemon, which is in the Bible, the purpose of the book is Paul is writing to convince a wealthy believer, Philemon, to forgive the runaway slave Onesimus and receive him back as a brother in Christ. Onesimus may have wronged Philemon or stolen from him. 
And according to Roman law, Onesimus could be put to death. After running away from Philemon, Onesimus met Paul and became a Christian and wished to be reconciled with his former owner. The fact that Paul Paul was pretty much telling slaves to go back to their damn master. After the slave master stole from his damn slave, he wanted his slave to go back to that slave master which stole from his slave. Paul was a terrible damn person who hated, who hated people. In the commandments it says, thou should not steal. That's one of the commandments. Paul was disobeying the commandments right there. So the fact that y'all pushed Paul Paul was a crook. He was a, a person who was all for slavery. If a person who was all for slavery is fucking wrong, and y'all need to be against that type of person. Old Testament don't push for slavery. Moses was given a commandment by God to free the slaves. And the fact that Paul was for slavery goes to show he was not a man of God. And neither is Christianity is either. So with that, I would like to tell y'all, come back to Yah. Preserve your heritage as a strong Hebrew Israelite brother, as a strong Jew. Stay in Yah's favor and Yah's grace. Come back to Yah. Preserve your Hebrew heritage. Love Yah Elohim. Be with Yah Elohim. Come back to his Torah. With that, I would like to say shout out to Moray Ari Israel. It's, this is Moray David Judah Israel signing off with Shema Israel or the Nalahane or the Nakad. Hero Israel, the Lord our God, Yah is one, and the Torah is one. And that's what our heritage came with is our manual, which is the Torah to keep us in check. And this is the manual that we use at Liberation Tabernacle of Yah. I tell y'all, go get y'all a stone edition to knock. Read that. That's the book of Yah. That is what the heritage of Yah comes with is the Tanakh. So go get you one. This is Liberation Tabernacle Yah. Shalom, shalom. Kwam Yasharala. More Ray David Israel. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.